1: Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Oh my goodness. Yesterday, Yesternight. I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited. What a pep rally. I've been saying for the longest time we needed a pep rally. It was time. The left has literally been kicking our tails, it seems anyway. At least in morale. Right? So I'm excited. I'm going to hear from you guys today. 404. 338520 taking calls. I still haven't started my live streaming, but I will soon, promise. Along with some really cool merch that you guys are going to be pumped about. Talking about pep rallies, so it was a very um, oh my gosh! Like we broke out the champagne in my house. I mean, it was I was on fire. I mean, I, I shed tears. I mean, it was just a. I'm so hesitant to call it a production or a performance, because that's what the left does. And, and that implies that it's somehow theatrical, you know, or, the, or that it's fake, that, the, that there was something remotely fake about it. And that's not what I walked away with last night. I walked away with an enormous amount of resolve, not that I need anymore, uh, with an enormous amount of pride, you know, a, a healthy form of pride and, and just gratitude, you know, where I was like, man, talk about substance. Like it was so substantive, which, which is something that, and you know why? I, very simply, because promises made, promises kept. Amen. That's why. That's why it was so substantive. When the Democrats, all they had was, Hating on Trump. That's it. I mean, what What? Joe Biden's a good guy. Really? I mean, how are you going to sell that? First of all, part of an eight year ab- just abomination administration, still uncovering stuff, madness, craziness ensued. For eight years, we survived that mess. You really think that we're going to look back and turn into a pillar of salt? I don't think so. So, I wanted to talk to you guys today and find out what you thought about last night and did it further your resolve? Who is your favorite person that you heard from? So, let's go to my callers. Uh, Dana. Is this Dana? Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, Dana. How are you? Welcome to my show.
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you?
1: I'm good, good, good. So, talk to me. What Did you watch last night? I'm hoping. <laughs>
0: Oh, I watched last night. It was very uplifting. It was such a diverse moment between the, the races, the sex. Yeah. Nikki Haley nailed it. Herschel right. Walker nailed it. I mean, Vernon Jones. I can go down the whole list. Tim Scott, of course, capped, yeah, yeah. capped it all off.
1: Right. From the cotton fields to Congress. I was like, oh, come on. That's, and that's like, that is like the yep. quote of the century, right? <laughs>
0: That is correct. Yeah, I thought it it was. It was phenomenal. It was uplifting versus the negativity of the Democratic so-called convention or production.
1: Yeah. Now, do you think it's going to have an impact on people who might still be on the fence?
0: I believe so. I saw it today in the news where independents are saying that they are now being swayed. They see the positivity. Obviously, I mean. Mainstream media or or lamestream media Mm -hmm. is uh, pushing their agenda, but I think those people who really want to know will see it and and make that change.
1: Right. Yeah. Amen. Good. So good. You feel good, and you're going to tune in this evening, right?
0: That is correct.
1: I love it. All right. Well, thanks for calling. And uh yeah. These are just kind of like random moments when I'm opening my phone lines, but coming up very soon, I will be on daily and then I'll be taking phone calls and it'll be live streamed and all that good stuff. So stay tuned and I look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for what you do.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good evening. Well, do all right, you the bye- same. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, guys. So there you go. I mean, I felt the same way. I was like, man, Georgia totally represented uh, you know, although I know Vernon Jones is a little bit of a, um, hmm, he's a little bit of a, uh, a hot ticket right now, I think, uh, in Georgia. I mean, it, it, at least in my political circles, right? It, it's, it's, it's kind of hit or miss because, because most of us in politics, we, we spend, we're kind of like incestuous here, like you are in every state, right? And so we know each other's stuff <laughs> and, and we know, um, you know that this is time this is the time to rally this is not the time for us to sit around being jealous of one another being all jelly or uh you know uh bitter or uh you know like the left has really given representative jones a run for his money uh he probably politically feels like somewhat of a um a, a refugee at the moment i would imagine uh, a political refugee that is um, just kind of displaced, although Republicans have, you know, been very open-armed to, uh, to Vernon Jones. I thought he did an excellent job last night uh, telling us exactly why he was in favor of, uh, of the president.
0: The Democratic Party has become infected with a pandemic of intolerance, bigotry, socialism, anti-law enforcement bias, and a dangerous tolerance for people who attack others, destroy their property, and terrorize our own communities. That's what this election is all about. And that's why right now, more than ever, more than ever before, America needs Donald Trump in the Oval Office for another four years.
1: Uh-oh. Like, Mike, drop on that one. I mean... This is a prominent Democrat. Amongst Democrats, he has been uh, respected. He has held office for a number of years in multiple capacities in the state of Georgia. This this was a big deal. Of course, some people are like, well, you know, what's he looking for? Is he looking for a job with the administration? Well, who knows? And that's really, that's none of my business. Um, I, I know Vernon well enough to know as a personal friend that, um, you know, if it wasn't something that he believed wholeheartedly he's not going to get out behind it on national television and and if nothing else you know if if a hardcore democrat comes out and says this is nuts i can't get behind a biden ticket what does that tell you i mean this is some people were so offended that candace owens is not on the bill as far as i know well neither is mark levin i mean he would have been fantastic I would have loved to have heard from him. Charlie Kirk did a fantastic job, but, you know, some people are like, where the heck is Candace? Well, I'm going to tell you, in in my humble opinion, I think what Candace is doing is honoring her mission statement of Blexit, which is they kind of pride themselves or tout themselves as a nonpartisan entity. And so I know that's hard to believe. And honestly, I've, I've questioned that for a number of years where it's like, well, hold on. How can you be a, a non, if you're asking people to leave the plantation, right? The, the, the Democrat plantation of poor thinking, poor living, poor behaving. I mean, just awful, right? If you're encouraging them to get on the political Harriet Tubman, Candace Owens underground railroad, where are you sending them? I mean, surely you're not sending them to the Libertarian Party. And that's no offense, you know, against my Libertarian friends, but when it comes to God, (laughs) guns, and country, um, for most of my hardcore Libertarian friends who are legit like Ayn Rand uh, followers, disciples, um, I wouldn't, I I might not go so far as to say they're godless, but there's, but there's certainly more of, a, of an emphasis on self, right, and in your stuff. Don't tread on me is the mantra of, you know, the little the flag with the snake that's coiled. It says, don't tread on me. That, that's the Libertarian Party's mantra. So it's like that's their flag, and they mean it. So basically, you do you, I'm going to do me, let's we'll stay out of other countries stay out of wars stay out of things that aren't our business they're definitely not zionists so if you're a zionist and in favor of favor of uh of Israel to the extent that you would as an american go above and beyond to defend the state of Israel you're probably not a hardcore libertarian because that's that's their vantage point so where are you leading them that's something i would love to ask candace if you're if you, I mean, are you just kind of leading them out? That's kind of like a street evangelist, right? Who, I mean, they see you're dying of thirst and you're hungry, and, and then they tell you that you're thirsty. They tell you that you look parched. They tell you you're looking kind of hungry and thin, but they don't lead you to a buffet or to a water fountain or to a bottle of water. And in my humble opinion, the only bottle of water this country has left right now is the g o p as flawed as we are that's what we have left in this country that's that that's your choice. I mean, you can write someone in, you can write in Humpty Dumpty, you could write in jesus christ you can you know for the never Trumpers, most of them are still sitting around waiting for um Jesus to descend into the Oval Office. They're still upset that President Trump got two Corinthians instead of second Corinthians, right. They're still judging him based on the P word and stuff he did 50 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago. It, it, whatever he did, it was before the presidency, because the only thing I can see he's been doing since he became president is being the president day and night, 24-7. When does the man sleep? I mean, that's those are the questions I find myself asking myself. Okay, another prominent Georgian chimed in, yesterday and someone who I love and and most any any Georgian worth their you know biscuits and gravy and grits is going to agree with me on this this is what Herschel Walker had to say
0: it hurt my soul to hear the terrible names that people call Donald the worst one is racist I take it as a personal insult that people would think I've had a 37 year friendship with the racist people who think that don't know what they're talking about growing up in the deep south I've seen racism up close. I know what it is. And it isn't Donald Trump.
1: Okay. Another mic drop. <laughs> I mean, Just a very heartfelt, hey man, like there was a picture of him earlier um, with Don Jr. on his lap. We're going we're gonna to get to him in a minute in his quote. I won't call it a performance, but his, um, but his interesting Addition to last evening, but and and his girlfriend Kimberly, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, there was a picture of him with with Don Jr. on his lap, you know, at a at a at a fight in Vegas, and I believe Herschel was uh was Donald's guest, and you know he's like, hey man, like I've known this family. I mean, I'm sitting here with this kid on my lap, like Donald Trump is not a bigot. Can we are we ever going to move past? And, and you know what's interesting. Is that whenever I hear people um, tell me why they don't like Donald Trump, it's usually uh, parroting of something that they heard five years ago. No kidding. Like it, it, it's it's well it's it's the one CNN headline that stuck with them. You know he's a racist, he's a bigot, he doesn't like Jews. I'm like that's impossible. His family's Jewish. By marriage. So, so, I mean, his daughter, his grandkids, his son-in-law, give me a break. His daughter converted, by the way. So it's, you know, so there are arguments that are just rooted in primarily in feelings that make most of us, you know, nuts. Uh, But I thought Herschel did a really, you know, he was very compelling. He uh, He was a friend. He was a friend. He wasn't up there as a black man. He was up there as a friend to the president, which I thought was really, you know, Very cool. Okay. Kimberly (laughs) Goethel. She's our resident Latina, and she is a fireball. (laughs) She's rather feisty. I happen to love that about her. I did find myself lowering the volume on the remote control uh, when Kimberly was excitedly expressing what's at stake and why we should all uh, get behind her probably future father-in-law, uh, but Stephen Colbert—he <laughs> chimed in as well. Leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream. The best is yet to come.
0: <laughs> is the loud lady gone? <laughs> <I'm> scared. <laughs> This is the first time in my life I've had to turn down the volume on C-SPAN. <laughs> God, I'm glad we already had our kids, because I think I was too close to the TV. I might have been sterilized by that. <laughs> That's so
1: bad. It's so bad, but it's kind of true. Because it just got louder and louder. And we're looking at each other like, okay, what's really going on here? Uh yeah. So um Kimberly was definitely on fire. And when Don Jr. came out, I mean, I'm seeing all kinds of reports for, and just comments on Twitter. When I say reports, I mean social media, so take that as you want, uh, that somehow, you know, Don Jr. looked like he was on Coke or or maybe Kimberly was or, you know, apparently this is some known phenomenon within the political community. I have no idea. I don't like um disparaging people like that. I have no knowledge of whether or not Don Jr. has a drug problem or maybe he was just having allergies. I, I don't know. They accused the president of the same thing because he kept sniffing and in, in sniffling while, you know, during his debates. Part of it, I think, was a nervous tick. The other part as a public speaker, I can tell you, is it throws people off. So it can be used as a tactic, but it also provides you time to think about what you're about to say. Whenever you hear people breathe deeply through their mouths and it's like, you know, during a debate, it's because it actually physically does something to you neurologically as you're preparing to rebut, as you are taking your time about what it is you're going to say and since we all know the president has a tendency to respond emotionally i'm sure someone taught him <laughs> the uh, the fine art of just breathing in and taking your peace and taking your time whenever it comes to responding okay so here here's here's a little bit from the president just this morning uh, which you know what i'd i'd actually be I'd actually be totally fine with this. And then here's some other folks that we heard from last evening as well.
0: Now, if you want to really drive them crazy, you say 12 more years. (laughs) (laughs) Last time, Joe's boss was Obama. This time, it would be Pelosi, Sanders, and the squad. Their vision for America is socialism, and we know that socialism has failed everywhere. Beijing Biden is so weak on China that the intelligence community recently assessed that the Chinese Communist Party favors Biden. They know he'll weaken us both economically and on a world stage. I'm Congressman Jim Jordan, representing the 4th District of Ohio. The Republican Party is the pro-America party. President Trump is the pro-America candidate. This election is about who can preserve the values principles and institutions that make America great. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better
1: than the last.
0: More now, you right? really one more, more years. If you really you want to drive 12 crazy, more
1: years. I love it. So 12 more years, I'd be totally down with that. But what's interesting to me is that most people I saw online were already um, forecasting who they thought was going to run for 2024. Everyone, definitely Nikki Haley. And you guys were like really kind of bitter about Nikki Haley being on the speaking uh uh on the on the speaking roster for yesterday which i thought was interesting most of you kind of mm, you assigned something along the lines of a marco rubio to her which i found interesting some of you did the same thing with Tim scott even though he really brought it home with that one liner we were like mic drop of uh you know from the cotton fields to congress but <clears throat> excuse me but some of you um are not fans of Nikki Haley. I have to tell you, I I realize that she and the president do not agree on all things uh, immigration. And that is a big deal for me, particularly as it relates to the border. Um, But she, as far as I'm concerned, did a pretty bang up job with that uh, just mafia uh, called the the United Nations. She did a a job. I mean, she was a ball buster, you guys. And, uh, I thought she was, I thought she was just priceless. So I thought she was a real asset to the president and to this country, whether or not she runs, I have no idea whether or not she's a rhino. I don't know that either. Um, I, I know the people of South Carolina have been very happy with her. Um, and so was the president during her tenure. So, you know, whatever that's worth. Um, who else? Uh, what The other thing I thought was funny was kind of the after show of uh, Jim Jordan. You know, Jim Jordan, the non-wearing jacket Jim Jordan. Uh, apparently, you're always going to see uh, uh, Jim Jordan in a shirt with his sleeves rolled up. You're always going to see his forearms in a tie. You know, he's he's kind of like the college guy who's majoring in accounting you know, who's kind of working his butt off on the side. And he reminds me of, of my first boyfriend actually. He was always in like dockers or khakis and a button down shirt and a tie, but you'd never see him in a jacket unless he absolutely had to. Um so that's who Jim Jordan was at. Steve Scalise was probably uh one of the highlights of my evening personally. Uh because I, w- I thought to myself, wow, what a blessing that we even have him with us. Um you know, it, it wasn't that long ago. He was shot and nearly died uh, and was paralyzed for a moment. Uh, had to uh, learn to walk. He walked out without a cane. I thought to myself, wow, talk about the party of overcoming. I mean, that that right there, I think, is a message for some of you um, tonight, that we are in a constant state of overcoming. And I, I say this a lot. I said it in my book. I dedicated an entire chapter to it. You can find it at Amazon, my website, monicamatthews.com. But um but but celebrating. Celebrating, I've been most grieved because for the past four years we haven't been able to celebrate the victory of Donald Trump, the faithfulness of God through Donald Trump, as far as I'm concerned. Um because the left has been very busy. They have um, and they've got busy beforehand. I keep warning you guys about that. Like in my state of Georgia, you know, they're they're not going to wait uh, to unseat Governor Brian Kemp. They're using media sources. They're they're using all kinds of outlets to disparage him, uh, to to make him seem seem incompetent or negligent where opening reopening the state was concerned regarding COVID nineteen. Uh, it's an it's a frontal all out assault. On him as a governor, which really, uh, according to the left, is as a full frontal assault on his candidacy, um, on the probability uh, or the viability of his candidacy uh, when he's up for reelection. Because what they're doing now is planting every seed they can to plant doubt, unbelief, anger, division, resentment. You know, doubt. Man, I, I think the longer I live, the more I understand why. You know. God's like, don't doubt. You know, how many times did Jesus say, you know, if you don't doubt and you ask in total faith, you know, there's like that precursor there. there there's that prerequisite, right? You, when we you ask for something, don't do it in doubt. Like, do it in complete faith. And when, when you cast dispersions and you cast doubt, in people's minds about someone's character. I've had it done to me, which is probably why I'm so passionate about this, and I hate it. I defend people ardently who have been disparaged, and and maybe there are flaws in their character, but when someone doesn't have, you know, when someone takes something and bloviates on that, it's just wrong. The Bible calls it lying, really simply, and false, you know, being a, a, a falsehood teller, a tale bearer. It's awful. And so when that happens, you're robbed of your ability to even celebrate. You can't celebrate your blessings. You you doubt. You're suspicious of your blessing. You're suspicious of this president. That's what the whole Democrat Party's attempted to do with blacks in America for the past four years, is to be suspicious of this man because he's wealthy, because he said the P word, because he says two Corinthians, Because maybe he was hard on people in business. Because I mean, any number of reasons. Um, You have all kinds of creeps coming out of the woodwork. His own sister, for God's sakes, coming out of the woodwork to just trash him. Um, And what that does is it causes people to doubt. And it robs you of your ability to uh, celebrate the gift that is right before you many of you have had that happen where you've been gifted something really awesome and you're in the process of celebrating next thing you know the big naysayer comes along and um you know and just beats the crap out of you with some kind of falsehood about the person or just even it it could just be something really simple that um causes you to doubt and that doubt robs you of your ability to celebrate it's a real buzzkill. So I'm I'm very proud of the RNC and uh and again, I'm not going to call it a performance. I don't see it as uh theatrical. I I saw it as very much so. Um a response to a reporting really to us as conservatives and as voters and people who are on the fence who are like, you know what, I'm not gonna answer this poll and I and I'm not gonna answer this uh survey. Uh I, I'm going to just go in there and uh and, and vote. I'm gonna go in there and, and, and vote, not tell anybody what I'm doing. And I think that's that's what this was for, was a promises made Promises Kept, you know that's a website. You can go check out every single thing the president has promised and every promise that he has kept. I believe it's promiseskept.com. I mean, just good, good stuff. So... What's going on tonight? You know, I also saw some of you guys really peeved about Fox News. I didn't even bother with Fox News because I knew, and I love Tucker. I watched Tucker until he carried the RNC. And then even he kind of chimed in with, you know, uh, analysis with a guest. And I was like, I don't give a damn what your guest thinks. I'm trying to watch the RNC. So I want to hear what the speakers have to say because I actually have a brain where I can analyze things myself and how many of you guys feel the same exact way? So I love Tucker, but I had to turn it off, and so I moseyed on over to YouTube and went to an RNC channel on YouTube. Zero commercials, zero interruptions, zero panelists, zero Donna Brazil and Juan Williams for God's sakes. I mean, what a train wreck. Here she is comp- that's not even that's not even naysaying. I mean that that's not even um casting dispersions. The woman was legitimately busted giving the questions to Hillary Clinton. Who does that? I mean, I've been asked to moderate um uh candidate forums before. I can't imagine stooping to that. It's, I mean that's just that's treacherous. It is traitorous. It is horrible that you would and listen, some of these candidates have been my friends. But they know better than to call me looking for hints and handouts and here's how it's going to go. You know, it's like, no, man, like if you can't get up and handle yourself during a, you know, a debate or a forum, then you don't need to run for office. I mean, that's pretty simple as far as I'm concerned. But Donna Brazil, what a tragedy that she's on Fox. So I didn't watch that. So I catch things on OAN apparently can't uh, handled it as well. I mean, carried it as well. Um, But again, I went straight to YouTube. I think you can find that at YouTube too. Um... CNN, ironically enough, uh, carried both primetime hours of the RNC last night, but Fox did not. How about that? Um, All right, what else do we have? We've got, uh, oh, check this out. Okay, I love this. We only have 70 days till the election, which means we have 10 weeks. And in the process of all that, the postmaster is saying, uh, you have 15 days uh, to request mail-in ballots before November third election, so you you need 15 days to to request that to get it, fill it out, send it back in. Because because here's the big concern is that it's just it, it, we're going to have to listen to Stacey Abrams for the next three years, as, along with Hillary and everyone else, and Joe Biden, who's going to accuse the president of nefariousness where the postal service is concerned. You know, and and here you have the Postmaster General, who's like, no no no, I promise we're not doing anything wrong um or anything nefarious you know to to thwart this and here's the deal i'm praying along with many of my other fellow believers that whatever plans the enemy has that they are confused they are thwarted communications efforts locked down they uh you know say uh satan is the is the prince of the air and i'm like well but guess what guess whose feet is on you know is on that throne and over that dominion and over that principality of the heir, that would be Jesus. So I'm praying to the Lord that he confuses the plans of the enemies of liberty, life, and justice for all. So tonight, First Lady Melania Trump and two more Trump children, are going to present Land of Opportunity. She will be the headline speaker this evening. Other speakers are the Honorable Mike Pompeo, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, uh, Florida Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, uh, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron. I met Daniel Cameron um, just last year, actually, at at Black Voices for Trump here in Atlanta, Georgia, he had just won his election, uh, lovely man, and, uh, you know, they were very excited for him, and uh, the first black, for sure, Attorney General of, of Kentucky, um, and just a real, you know, a, a great guy, uh, great guy, very um, affable, very humble, so I look forward to hearing from him. Former uh, Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi, talk about another fireball, Abby Johnson, uh, Jason Joyce, Myron Lizer. Uh, Marianne Mendoza, Megan Pauley, Chris Peterson, John Peterson, Nicholas Sandman. And uh, Nicholas is the kid who was part of the Catholic kids who just won a uh, major lawsuit as well he, as he should have. Again, for doing exactly what we've been talking about, dis, uh, being disparaged. He was disparaged by, by major news outlets that somehow, you know, he was being disrespectful to the Indian man who got in his face. No one bothered to tell the entire story, so good for him. He took it to court, and is winning. I mean, he just won like millions of dollars, and he still got other entities to go. Eric and Tiffany Trump will also uh, be on this this evening, so it's a full lineup. Again, I have every reason to believe that you know this is our uh, this is our time. I know the president is catching a lot of flack for speaking every night. (laughs) He spoke yesterday. He showed up kind of on the fly uh, during roll call. And uh, I'm sure those guys were like, this is awesome because they didn't expect it. And again, probably didn't expect it. Some of you are like, yeah, whatever. They had to know because of security. Well, actually, Vice President Pence spoke before him. So the security is virtually the same. So you wouldn't have known uh, either way that the president was coming in right after him. Um, but during roll call, the president came in and, you know, just basically kicked the whole thing off. And he's like, hey, you know, and he looks, honestly, he looks tired. Wouldn't you? I mean, it's I think it's time to really lift him up in prayer and give him even more uh, encouragement and energy and love. You know, there's no distance in the spirit. People feel things whenever you're praying for them. You know that. So, um, all right, what else? Okay, Now this was interesting that this is something this was a note that my producer made. The GOP's singular adherence to Mr. Trump was also evident over the weekend when, in an extraordinary move, the party announced that it would not adopt a policy platform at this year's convention. Instead, it wrote in a resolution that quote, "The Republican Party has, and will continue to enthusiastically support the president's America first agenda." even though Mr. Trump's policies have often veered from Republican orthodoxy. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that it's working. Draining the swamp is working. And, you know, I'm going to leave you with this. Sometimes draining the swamp doesn't mean that people get sucked down into the drain. I mean, we can only hope that every Democrat rat who is a part of the swamp just get sucked down into the sewage drain and and someone, you know, fine, erect another Democrat who's not a, a socialist, Marxist, communist, Nazi, criminal nutbag. That would be amazing. Um, fine, another Democrat could take their place who, who would actually go back to, you know, being able to represent a Democrat party. Although, if you think about it, what are you going back to? <laughs> Slavery, uh, you know, bigotry, more abortion you know, choice for everyone and everything except for conservatives and and unborn children. I don't know. I I don't know how you justify running in the Democrat Party these days. But all that to say, not every person who's a part of the swamp is going to go down the drain. So it's important for us to pray for those people who are in the swamp, who might be circling the drain, but whose minds are changing. There are a lot of never-Trumpers Uh, who are still out there, who have actually mm, quietly, especially politically, um, have resolved to support the president because of what? Promises made and promises kept. So, but keep in mind that there are just as many of those, not just as many, but I see them, I hear them on the air here locally as well where they were never supportive of the president. They will never be supportive of the president. They've ridden two horses with one ass, and they always will. Um, but, you know, not everyone, again, who is part of the swamp is uh, deplorable. Not everyone who is part of the swamp is irredeemable. Ha ah, there's a message for your own life as we sign off this evening <laughs> that not every person, uh, and not every rat in your life is uh, is. Is unsalvageable. I think that's the word I'm looking for. So, or irredeemable. So keep that in mind. You probably have some people around you that just, just need some more guidance. They need more information. They need mercy. They need grace. They need forgiveness. They need love. All right, guys. So I will be back with you to, uh, to to tomorrow i don't even know who that is that's talking to me right now, <laughs> but uh but my sound is acting kind of crazy, so I'm just gonna sign off without any sound a little bit naked in e k k i d as we say it down here in the south i uh, gonna sign off a little bit naked, and we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, we'll commiserate then. And, I, you know, I think I kind of like taking your calls as well. So uh, we're going to see if I had any issues with my call screening today. We're, all of this is so very new with my technology. So thank you for your patience. And we'll take your calls again tomorrow. Which, again, I'm thinking it's going to be live at 5 p.m. at 404-383-8520. 404-383-8520. Definitely want to hear from you. Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Um, I want to hear about... What you think about uh, this evening and how it's impacting you. How do you think it's impacting others? Is this like the greatest pep rally ever? Okay. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.